0: Coming up on this episode of Coordinated.
1: Uh, Let's rewind a little and briefly get in sync about equipment and other logistics. Susan, (laughs) I can see you rolling your eyes over my play on words there. Greetings, AP Coordinators, and welcome to Season 6 of Coordinated.
0: Thanks for joining us as we get ready for this year's AP exam administration.
1: Our goal? Help AP coordinators create the optimal testing experience for AP students.
2: And that means we have a lot to cover.
1: Derek Cometa, former AP coordinator, now director, AP coordinator experience for the AP program.
2: And I'm Rachel McBride, AP coordinator and school counselor at Mayfield High School. Welcome to the
3: podcast for AP coordinators.
1: Welcome to Coordinated.
3: Hi everyone. I'm Maya Stocking, AP coordinator and school counselor. I would like to invite you to the second Power Hour live event of the spring. In these live sessions, you'll get best practices for AP coordinators leading up to the March 15th, 2022 ordering deadline. Plus, you'll hear guidance on how and when to mark exams as canceled or unused, how to switch exam orders between AP Calculus AB and BC, how to indicate your preferred AP ID label sort order, and much more. During the hour, you can participate in collaborative breakout rooms to share best practices and get ready for this year's exam administration. You'll hear the answers to common questions coming into AP services for educators. And we'll end with an open Q&A. This is the second in a series of live events to support AP coordinators. Sessions are available on multiple days and times, but space is limited. We'll put a registration link in the show notes. Please register now. Do not miss it. I look forward to seeing you then.
0: Season 6, Episode 8, AP Music Theory.
1: Hello everyone. Programming note, Rachel is absent this week. She'll be back very soon. She was so helpful sharing her experiences in our last episode. And that was on AP World Language and AP Music Theory recording sessions and the DAZ portal. Please check that out if you haven't Already. In fact, that conversation directly ties into this conversation and today's special guest. Making her coordinated podcast debut is the AP coordinator and academic dean at Wilson Hall in Sumter, South Carolina. Welcome, Susan Barfield.
2: Hey, Derek. Hey everyone and greetings from South Carolina. I am so excited to be here. This has been on my bucket list.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and we are, we are excited to have you, Susan. You are uh, an experienced AP coordinator. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe this is your 24th year as an AP coordinator.
2: That's correct, Derek. 24 years.
1: (laughs) Okay. Well, talk about having seen it all.
2: Yes. And,
1: uh, (laughs) And your school, Wilson Hall, has a robust AP program, one that includes AP Seminar. Shout out to episode three of this season. Please check out that episode if you haven't already. It's a great way to hear more about AP Seminar. But... I digress. Uh, Susan, your school, Wilson Hall, your school offers Mm -hmm. 23 different AP courses. But today, today we are focusing our vocal cords on just one.
2: Nice play on words there, Derek. (laughs) And that's right. Today, we're going to talk about AP music theory.
1: We are. So, Susan, I'm ready to press the play button on a did you know moment.
2: I am ready. Let's hear it.
1: In terms of student participation, AP Music Theory is not one of the largest AP courses and exams, but it's not one of the smallest either. So, did you know in 2021, well over 3,000 schools offered AP Music Theory. 3,000, Susan.
2: You can count my school in that group. We offer AP Music Theory every year, and it's a popular course for our students.
1: I'm glad to hear that, and that's a great transition as well. Let's talk about uh, the course itself for just a moment.
2: Okay. In AP Music Theory, students learn to recognize understand, and describe the basic materials and processes of music. Students develop skills by listening to, reading, writing, and performing a wide variety of music.
1: And for the AP Music Theory exam, there are some, some similarities to AP French, German, Italian, and AP Spanish language, correct?
2: Yes, that's correct. Similar, but not quite the same. There is an important difference. When students record their sight singing responses for AP Music Theory, they must do so one student at a time, not in small groups. But I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves.
1: (laughs) That we are. Uh, Let's rewind a little and briefly get in sync about equipment and other logistics. Susan, I can see you rolling your eyes over my play on words there.
2: No comment. (laughs) We can start with CDs. Each AP Music Theory exam order includes one set of master CDs. This includes one master listening CD and one master sight singing CD. Schools, by default, only receive one set of CDs, regardless of the number of exams ordered.
1: Important to note because...
2: Because if a school plans on multiple testing or recording rooms for the AP Music Theory exam, the AP coordinator needs to order a set of master CDs for each room. And that order needs to be submitted in AP registration and ordering by March fifteenth, twenty twenty two.
1: And of course, CDs don't just—they <laughs> uh, don't just play themselves.
2: Yes, Derek, an obvious point, but a good one to mention. Schools will also need a CD player for each testing room to play the master CDs. Schools should use external high-fidelity speakers as students cannot use headsets or earbuds for the AP Music Theory exam.
1: Okay, so can you say that again, Susan? That's a that's a fairly common question, so I think it's good to repeat.
2: Sure. Schools should use external speakers because students cannot use headsets or earbuds for the AP Music Theory exam.
1: So... Susan, let's talk about the actual exam now. What can you uh, what can you tell us about the written part of the exam?
2: Well, there are a few important considerations specific to the exam room for the written part of the AP Music Theory exam. First, a music room or a regular classroom can be used for this part of the exam. Students must be seated at least five feet apart That's 1.5 meters for our international listeners. And students must face the same direction. The AP coordinator should make sure the students seated in any part of the room can clearly hear the music played during the exam. And if a digital language lab is used, the music must be broadcast through external speakers. As a reminder, Students cannot listen to the music through headsets.
1: Okay, okay. So that's the written part of the exam. What about the recording part? I assume there's a few important details here as well?
2: Definitely. Just like with the world languages, we, and I mean AP coordinators, We should consult with our school's AP Music Theory teachers about how they have been managing singing instruction during the school year, like what equipment they've been using. And as a reminder, for AP exam administration, all devices and equipment must be school-owned and controlled. Student-owned devices may not be used under any circumstances. And... Here's the important part that we referenced earlier, Derek. Sight singing must be administered to one student at a time in a room where the student can both practice and perform, separated from other students.
1: Keywords, one student at a time.
2: Right. Any comfortable enclosed space may be used as a recording room. And again, the student must be able to practice and perform without being distracted or heard by the other students.
1: Okay, it's coming back to me now. Uh, I remember this part at my former school where we offered AP Music Theory. The student and the proctor are the only ones in this room During the recording and just like the written part of the exam, students cannot use headsets or earbuds and each student is then dismissed after finishing their recording session.
2: And just make sure the students who are finished do not have contact with students who are still waiting to record as they leave. That's important.
1: So, Susan, at my former school, we had about... 25 or so AP music theory exams every year, sometimes, sometimes more. So we chose to set up multiple recording rooms at the same time. We used additional equipment and additional proctors. The additional proctors were only necessary for the recording sessions, though, not not the entire exam. And I have to say, the staff at my school was amazing. They were completely amazing when it came to helping to provide space for the recording sessions. Several of them willingly volunteered their private offices for students to record in and this worked out so well. We were able to record four or five students at the same time with each student in their own separate location with their own equipment and proctors. It was a major team effort. So that's how I did it. Susan, how does all this work at, at your school?
2: Well, at my school, we typically have a slightly smaller number of students each year, so our process is a little different. After the written section is complete, we collect and secure all exam materials, that includes the orange sight singing booklets as well then we keep students in the testing room and play the general sight singing directions to all of them at once and after playing the general directions our students remain seated then we call them one at a time to the recording room returning their orange sight singing booklets as they are called and the students who are waiting must be monitored of course so We need an extra proctor for a few minutes to cover that. And then in the recording room, students record one by one. And then they are dismissed as they complete their performances. Derek, one of my best practice tips is to always check to make sure the recording worked and is audible before dismissing each student from the recording room.
1: Now, during the recording session itself students can use any of the approved recording methods. And we covered recording methods in our two previous episodes of the podcast, one of which was the very popular DAC app.
2: That's correct. And in the end, after testing is complete, student responses are submitted through the Digital Audio Submission Portal, otherwise known as the DAS portal. The files must be uploaded and submitted before the close of the next business day after the school's last scheduled exam of an AP exam window. And Derek, a bit of advice. Submit those audio files right away. Don't procrastinate. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. So that's a that's a great tip. What uh, what else can you share? You've administered AP Music Theory a few times now.
2: Just a few.
1: All right, then. Let's put that to good use. How about, uh, how about some best practices? What other tips can you share regarding the AP Music Theory exam?
2: Well, Derek, I'll start with a general one, but an important one. Plan ahead. As we've talked about in detail The AP Music Theory exam requires special equipment and procedures, so it's critical to plan ahead. Don't wait until exam day to start to get everything together. And then two more specific tips. One, don't forget to train proctors, especially those who will be helping with the recording sessions. Review not only the exam instructions, but the technology being used to record as well. And two, And I might sound like a broken record here, Derek. <laughs> Pun intended. And you and Rachel mentioned this in the last episode. Practice, practice, practice. Students who will be taking AP Music Theory exams should practice recording their audio responses using the recording equipment that will be used on exam day. Practice.
1: I got it. Plan ahead. Train proctors. Have students practice with the recording equipment. I like it. Susan, Thank you so much for sharing your thoughts and experience. We appreciate it.
2: Well, Derek, thank you for the opportunity. This has been a bucket list item for me.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's great. And since this is your first appearance on the show, we want to fade to the closing credits by asking the all-important question. You know, we always save the toughest question for last. So. Susan Barfield, what does being an AP Coordinator mean to you?
2: Well, Derek, that is a great question. So I will have to say being an AP Coordinator means a chance to assist my students, clear the path ahead, and hopefully help all of them reach their academic potential through their AP courses and exams. I have been an AP coordinator for 24 years and I have loved every one of them. They have been golden.
0: Coordinated is recorded, produced, and engineered by Derek Cometa. Derek also co-authors the show... Along with Kimberly Casey and Rachel McBride. Audio review by Elisa Aloyo, Dale Glazer, and Tierra Pinto. Our executive producer is Edward Biederman. Podcast logo: courtesy of the amazingly talented Amy O. Amy is enjoying her senior year at Savannah Arts Academy. We thank Jackie Ray for our theme song, Good As Gold. Jackie is a former AP Music Theory student at Oakton High School. Additional vocal support by myself, Carly Suge, AP Coordinator at Costa Mesa High School in Southern California.
1: Special thanks to all my colleagues in the AP program for supporting our show. And AP Coordinators, we cannot say it enough. Thank you. We appreciate you. And for all your support of AP students, you are truly good as gold. again till I
3: believe it's all
1: I'm good as gold